for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, May 13th, 2014. This is episode number 124 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, usually Tuesday evenings, right here, attackoftheandroids.com. Check it out. Matt Lee, this guy right here. It's Nick Carroll. What's up, Nick? Hey, uh, glad to be back. Good to have you. Aunt Pruitt from Yats and the smartphone-photographers.com website joining us. What's up, Aunt? Hey, what's going on, Mr. Lee? Good Mr. To, Nick? Good to have you. Appreciate it. Uh, Eric, is, uh, he's not with us because of uh, some time zone differences. He's like on the other side of the world uh, once again. So he should be uh, with us next week. Uh, so until then, he had something he wanted to talk about, about like a Windows phone. I told him that's not even this show, but anyway, we'll we'll probably we'll talk about it next week. I'm sure. I I don't maybe, know. Maybe he can start a Windows Phone uh, podcast, right? Attack of the crappy phones with no apps, and I don't know. Attack of Clippy. Yeah. Attack of the Clippy. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, let's start things out top of the show. Some rumors, I guess, not really rumors, more of like a, a find some snippets of code uh, in the Chromium code reviews. People always, you know, crawl through the code and uh, they they find something like this says uh, constant care K device mode uh, equals Nexus eight. Mm-hmm. So possibly, of course, we're getting towards I.O. Right. Google I.O. Uh, coming up soon. So uh, there was the Nexus eight. And then uh, what was the other snippet in there? Something about a Nexus six. Which I was kind of wondering. I mentioned this a long time ago, I think, but like because they already had the Nexus Seven and the Nexus Ten, and if they kept numbering their phones, like I was curious what they would do if they would just skip Seven and go to Eight and Nine and then skip Ten and go like how, I I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see, but uh, yeah, just I, I was actually concerned about or interested in this because I, I've long heard there likely wouldn't be a Nexus Six because of the name. There was like Philip K. Dick, like a, a book he wrote a million years ago with that name. There's some copyright issues. Maybe there wouldn't Seriously? be a problem. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that's what I that's what I heard. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see if there is actually a Nexus Six phone that's produced. So, but Nexus Eight, that definitely I think should happen or could happen. But I do wonder what will happen to a Nexus Ten refresh. So. Yeah, I know my Nexus Ten is definitely getting a little uh, slow in the. It's old age. I mean, we talked about that a little bit last week. Uh, you know, it's, it's just how it goes, right? It's about time, though, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've had this thing for, and I don't want to get another tablet because I like this one. I want, like, a better Nexus 10, you know? I don't want a, a Samsung tab or, or something like that. And I think uh, Ant's still on, like, the, you got a new Nexus 7, right? You're on the second gen uh, version or are you still running no, actually i'm still on the original nexus 7 are you is have you yeah. noticed see we talked about this last week and we were trying to figure out if it was because you're not flashing your device 
Uh, it gets full of like cash and, and memory just like locked in there. So over time it becomes slow. Or is it the cost of the device using cheap flash memory that starts to wear out after, you know, 5,000 writes or, or whatever? Uh, I thought it was more so a B because you had the same issues with SSDs. For a while, but they've gotten past that. And that's why I'm wondering if they're still using like those cheap components in these tablets to try and keep the price down, knowing that you're going to get a new one in two years anyway, right? Yeah, and that's why I was wondering. In another way. Right, yeah, exactly. But that that's why I was yeah. wondering about your seven. Is is that still like as fast as it was or is it really slow now? I like to think that it's still fast. The only time it's not fast is when I first boot up if I haven't turned it on in about three days or more. And it goes through all of the updates from Google Play. And it's oh, just yeah. churning and churning and churning. You yeah, know, I get that too. You know, so that that aggravates me from time to time. But I've, I've now sort of learned to, okay, if I haven't turned this thing on in a couple of days, just boot it up and then walk away for a good 10, 15 minutes, you know, because you can yeah. only download so much at a time from the store. Yeah, yeah, I've got the same thing. But for me, like, once once that, like, 10-minute or so process of downloading everything, because, like, it'll, like, if I have it off for a week, there'll be, like, you know, 10 different items all downloading at the same time. At and the same kind time. Of flows, yeah. So, but for, I would say it still runs pretty snappy. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and that's the KitKat. Yeah. The latest KitKat. It took yeah. a while for me to get mine because I had um, I had flashed it with the uh, Ubuntu Phone OS on it, and, oh. and flashed it back to whatever I had running at the particular time, and it wouldn't get the update. So I had to kick it all the way back to like. Jelly Bean 4.1 or something for it to get the KitKat over the air because it wouldn't flash it manually either through my um, Linux terminal. Yeah, well, it may also be that KitKat itself is to some extent combating, you know, the obsolescence of the device because KitKat has lower memory requirements and may may have less things going on. So, you know, that's why you can run it on some of these newer phones with less memory. So maybe that's also combating you know the age of the device so and two when you when you keep your device off for a week like that it's not just downloading updates like it's trying to sync everything as well like yeah. all your facebook google plus twitter like anything that is set yeah. to auto sync it's all connecting at once on top of the updates like yeah it's you gotta like boot it up and then go take a shower or something and then come back to it that's true that's true i don't want to derail you too much but you no, mentioned syncing across devices yeah. Are you guys experiencing a a perfect harmony? <clears throat> excuse me, perfect harmony of your devices syncing. You know, say you're on a, a Gmail message comes through to your phone, you open it up, what have you. Say, okay, I've read this. Swipe it away, delete. You go pick it up on your tablet if you still have the same account there. I'm assuming you do, and that message is still sitting there. And not to mention Google Plus notifications. Um, Especially with Chrome, when I go to to the app on the phone, Market Red, and so forth, I expect to be able to go to Chrome on the computer and see that those those uh, notifications are cleared off, and it's just not doing it. And you're it, talking it never done that for me. You're talking well, about you're talking about the new built-in notifications for Chrome for Google Plus. So now we have an extra a little icon in our notification bar on Windows that's like a little bell, and that's where your Chrome... Is that the one you're talking about? No, or? No, not, no, not that one. That's that's a service. I'm talking about 
in plus.google.com, the little right. one on the... Okay, I got gotcha. you. Correct. And see... For me, the only, yeah, the only thing that I've noticed is differences between email. Like, I'll read an email on desktop, and it'll take a few minutes for it to register on the phone. To me, that's the only thing I've noticed. I noticed that, like, Hangout requests, like when Matt sends a Hangout, if my phone is right next to me at the desktop, I'll literally hear, hear the request here at the same time I'm hearing it on the phone. So Hangout, at least for me, has been pretty much the same. For email, there's maybe a minute or two delay. Definitely agree with you on Hangout. It's, it's gotten a lot better than it has. Uh, the same with me on Gmail. Like I'll, uh, Sometimes I'll sit here and look at it after I've, I've gotten rid of it on my phone, and it's still sitting in the notification thing on my tablet. And it does take like a minute or two to, to disappear. Um, as far as like having messages still, every once in a while, like maybe once or twice a month, I'll like it'll say one unread in one of my tabs, whether social or updates, and you'll go in there and there won't be anything in there on the phone or the tablet, and you'll refresh and it'll still say one, but it won't show you anything. And then when you get home and log in on Gmail on your computer, there'll be a message there, and it'll be that one unread, even though it doesn't show up on your phone. So I, I think that's just like a glitchy sync problem. Yeah, um, that's the one thing Microsoft Exchange does better than Google. Really? Yeah. I can watch it on my on my phone um, as well as in my Outlook client, and, yeah. and it, it's, it's damn near instant. Yeah. You know? That's yeah, cool. I'll say the same thing. We use, you know, Exchange... Uh, at work as well as you know on the phone and that that does that's pretty damn insane so yeah and uh, i mean other apps like uh twitter and facebook definitely not as good uh depending on what app you're using i'm using tweetcaster and i always like obviously it's not a computer app but i always have to go to all of my android devices and clear away the notifications because it doesn't it doesn't know you know it's not using i guess whatever api they opened up for that uh, in Android, same thing with I. I actually I don't know. Yeah, no, Facebook doesn't do it yet either, because they'll see, still I be the expected with those, Matt, because those are not Google properties. But it doesn't you know? matter. It, it, you should have access to all the same APIs if you're developing an app for Android, because it's an Android thing that's that's doing it right. True, true. They're just late to the game, I think, trying to to you know get their apps up to par with all of the new refreshes, each major update, and 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 all that. <laughs> so i'll give you that uh let's see did you guys we talked a little bit about the one plus one uh the smash the past contest and then how they kind of like uh went back on that a little bit but they they were starting to send out some some phones uh apparently some people are getting their phones without sim tools or chargers <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, I guess we're it's 2014. Can I assume you have a charger and a micro USB cord? Can I assume that or hey, least... no? That, that's fine, but that's some bullshit. It is right. <laughs> it totally that's is. I need another one because now I'm short one here. Thanks, <laughs> Yannick. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, you pretty much should have a, a an old charger, particularly if you just smashed your old phone. At least that one should work. <laughs> But yeah, it'd be nice that if OnePlus could, you know, send you, send you uh, a cord, own, so. a USB cord, and a, yeah. <laughs> and a charger. <laughs> and I mean, I guess I get the SIM ejection tool. I mean, it's literally just a pin, right? I mean, if you, I don't know if you can see this on the side of the Moto X, 
there's like yeah. a little tiny pinhole. And I mean, it came with a tool. Thanks, Motorola. <laughs> but it, uh, you can really put anything in there that'll fit, and it'll pop the the uh, the tray out, and then you can put your SIM in. So. Uh, another there's... black eye considering all this extra money they have back in them. They're, they're too damn cheap to send a $1 charging cable. Yeah, in the media I would say yeah. I think what really happened is not that they didn't. It's that like, oops, we kind of forgot. We rushed. Uh, they say here that those boxes were not ready uh, when we had to ship the devices. And, of course, as we didn't want to make you wait, we apologize for any inconvenience it caused. <laughs> That's just so wrong, dude. Well, so. I, I do think since they're a relatively new company and this is like their first attempt at doing anything, they're they're trying to do what they can. And it but, was a contest, know. right? This wasn't yeah. the devices. Like, you didn't go to the store and buy one and be like, oh, shit, where's my cord? You know, it was yeah. it was the contest. And maybe you felt dumb because you smashed your phone, so you were mad. Or I, I don't know what, you know. Dude, that's still some bullshit. It it's is. QA. It is. <laughs> it's QA. I'm not buying that. Oh, I knew dude. we forgot something. I knew we Again, forgot. You got all of this extra funding and stuff from 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 Apple or whatever they call themselves. So you know they have some QA department. Yeah. It, yeah. They got a stake in you. you it, yeah. Opal's actually building the phones. Yeah. Opal's actually building the phones too. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the article on Fandroid, it says uh, it's annoying that these folks have to deal with this, but it shouldn't be long until it's all cleared up. OnePlus says the material should be ready for shipping by the end of the month, so you can either put together your own home remedy for getting up and running with the device or wait until your cord <laughs> comes in the mail. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, you know, really, that's why they're doing the invitation system because they don't have millions of phones to send out. See, so and that's... it's a good thing they did this because if they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have known that, hey, we need to put some cords in some of these and some uh, bobby pins, you know? I think I'm going to go give them my resume. I can fix this. <laughs> right? I'm quality assurance. I'll, I'll yeah. proofread. Ant I will... knows how to put a checklist together. We'll get we'll Right? Get yeah. <laughs> Ant can write an app to put a checklist together. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is kind of cool. Motorola unveiling the Moto E, uh, an entry-level type smartphone uh, for everybody. 4.3-inch yeah. display, dual-core, 1.2 gigahertz, Qualcomm Snapdragon, uh, only 1 gig of RAM, but it is, uh, it's pretty cheap. 4 gigs yeah, onboard storage. Eh, not great, but it has a micro SD slot, so that's not great, but better, I, I suppose. Uh, five megapixel camera in the rear and a 1980 milliamp battery. So yeah, the cool thing about this is it's like 130 bucks. Exactly. So it's like you know, it's the new burner smartphone, right? You yeah. can just buy a bunch of these and just like swap sims and and do your yeah. thing. And if you think about it, it's the same price as the Nokia X, but it's going to have you know Android's you know, a real Android with real Google apps, you know, straight out the door. So you know, the one thing I'm the one thing I'm not down with is that they say it's not powerful enough to run some of the exclusive software features that the Moto X have. Like it's two most important things, basically active notifications and touchless control. Like the yeah. two things that made this phone really great. The two you can't yeah. live without things, and it's it's not getting it. But of course, uh, again, go back to the price. Um, yeah, 
it's, yeah. it is. Well, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't have the special chips that the Moto X does that can do the right that X8 processor all that stuff. But right. still, I mean, for for its price, it's even cheaper than the Moto G. And the Moto G was actually, as of now, the Moto G is Motorola's best-selling smartphone ever, at least according to the article on the Verge that, that we have linked in our rundown. So that's pretty cool. So this Motorola E, which is going to go to other places like India and the UK and other places, you know, worldwide, it should. Uh, you know, it should sell pretty well, you know. And speaking of going into these third world country type war zone uh, areas, they're coming out with this app. And I think it's in the market now. I haven't messed with it. I don't know if it'll install on my phone or not, uh, but it's called Motorola Alert. Uh, it's a safety focused software feature that helps you stay in touch. Uh, they say location alerts will send a message whenever you exit or leave a designated spot while emergency mode allows the user to quickly message or call a contact when they're in trouble. So that's an interesting move, I guess. I mean, you can like pre-program a message and then just like, I guess, hit a button. And if you're in trouble, it'll like send the message to the cops or whoever. I know know some people have been using like if, but it was like, IFTTT, oh, yeah. This and that yeah. To do something similar, but I mean, you have to know what you're doing to kind of put that together. So it's kind of cool that they're building this kind of functionality into just just an app that you just have on your phone and it's always there. Right, so, right. And I mean, it could it could be something good that like when when uh, natural disasters or something happen here, um, you can enable the app, log into it, and say, you know, I'm lost and need found, or I found somebody that needs to be picked, you know, anything like that. And it can do all its location stuff and make that a little easier to deal with. Yeah, I think it's cool how Motorola is kind of thinking outside of the box and putting all this stuff, even in their low-end phones. That, that's not yeah. bad at all. Yeah, that is cool. So, I like it. If, if my phone hears me scream at 105 decibels, then send a text message to uh, the militia. <laughs> Help bring guns. That's right. Lots of them. I know you got them. Help yeah. bring lots of guns. <laughs> awesome. Uh, let's see. I guess speaking of uh, Moto on Verizon, Verizon, a Droid Life article says they're getting ready to launch their XLTE. Uh, in AWS markets on May 19th. So XLTE, we have LTE, we have 3G, we have 4G LTE, uh, now we'll have XLTE, uh, and really it doesn't, it, it's not anything that's going to like change on your phone, and they say that like all of the phones, hopefully all of the phones that were purchased in the last year uh, will support this. I'm sure they'll have to push some sort of radio update or something like that to enable it. Uh, well, I'm not sure uh, for certain. I guess it's really just faster LTE. And it's LTE more bandwidth like for it, basically. Yeah. So when yeah. um, they say cities across the country will have two times the 4G LTE bandwidth, uh, they say the network will be capable of faster peak speeds whatever that means. Uh, no changes in device settings are needed, nor will there be a new XLTE indicator. Devices will continue to say 4G LTE, uh, and you also shouldn't need to upgrade your plan. It'll work with your current setup. Not all devices are compatible, of course, they say, but most of the new devices from within the last year should work. So, uh, And what were the two phones that were coming out? The S5 and the HTC One Mate. Uh, are supposed to be the first two new phones that will take advantage of this. Uh, and then an o- over-the-air update will enable it uh, on everybody else's 
when you get it in your areas. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. Do you do you need more? I mean, obviously we all need more bandwidth, but is this is this like a good use of of their money? It needs to happen, right? For sure. It's just future proofing. Right. Yeah. Even in a little place like here where I live, like we got LTE what a couple years ago, I think, and then uh, it's you can definitely feel the lag in certain areas over others at certain times over others. So yeah, it's it's definitely good future proofing. Well, I guess it really shows that Verizon is actually upgrading their their network. You know, a lot right? Of stuff Contrary to what we used to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you may not notice, but you know, it's good that they're telling everyone about it. So, we yeah. are working on it. And cue the new rates on my plan. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, by the way, guys, you a little extra money. For me. yeah. You didn't think we were going to pay to upgrade our equipment, did you? I mean, come on. Let's, yeah, let's call that taxes and other fees. Other miscellany. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. But they can do it because what else are you going to use? AT&T? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess. I, I don't. The more I use AT&T on my tablet at work, like it's – it's all right. It's I'm not making phone calls on it, so I don't know how. That's why you're winning. Is that that's it, right? As, as long as you're just using it for data, you can have mad collisions. It doesn't matter. It'll just and keep sending. That's what all of the iPhone folks used to say. My iPhone is great as long as I don't have to make a call on it. Right? AT&T people. I hear that. I definitely hear that. Uh, last week we talked about Half-Life 2 coming out on the NVIDIA Shield. Uh, I'm still pretty excited for this. Uh, they're they're launching it, what, soon here, I think, for for the Shield. Yeah, Half-Life 2 and Portal. And so Portal, yeah, we mentioned that. Yeah. yeah, that's... I mean, when those games came out, they were actually kind of you know stressful on new systems at the time. So it's kind of cool seeing that well, you can just run it on a Shield, a little portable $200 device. So yeah, that's cool. They say, uh, using the utmost care, we paid attention to every detail to ensure gamers get the full PC versions natively on Android. The graphic performance is sharp, and the controls are precise and natural. This is cool. Like, I'm, I'm kind of doubly happy about this, for one, because Half-Life 2 was the last, like, I guess, major video game I played on my computer. Like, I actually went out and bought and jammed it on my computer, had to upgrade a video card, and then jammed it on the computer without lag. Portal, I never got into, but my brother and, like, everybody's like, you gotta play this. It's so good. I'm like, I'm not even gonna play it on my computer. So I'll have a chance to play that and then to re-enjoy Half-Life 2, which was one of my favorites. So I'm down. I'm counting down the days until we see, like, Quake 3 Arena and Unreal Tournament. Yeah. Oh, if you bring Unreal. Oh, 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 dude. If you bring that to Android, you guys will never see me again. <laughs> Unreal 04, that was my jam. Man, we used to have LAN parties. We used to, like, pack all the bedrooms with, like, computers and routers yes. and cables. And just, like, for days, we'd just sit there play games. Mostly yes. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> I have Portal. I have Portal installed, and I've yet to fire it up. Yeah. I've had it for I don't know how many years now. Yeah, the first one or the new one? The first one. Yeah, yeah. I've never even played it. Like I, I don't even know. I wouldn't even know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not personally into first person 
puzzle shooters or whatever that thing is. But anyways, you know, some people like it though, but not me. It, it looks great. That's the only reason why I bought it. It looks yeah. great. I just never got around to it. We'll have to jam it out when it comes out for regular Android and not just the shield. And if I have to wait too long, I don't know, man. I might have to get a new shield just to uh just to play this. <laughs> Like like two hundred bucks, and I know Nvidia is holding a uh, an event in the next month or two, and they might be announcing more, either a new version of Shield or or something else. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, they say the releases are part of Nvidia's efforts to ensure there's a wide catalog of games available for its handheld. Uh, first one on sale July uh, last year. Uh, they said they had now more than three hundred available for the two hundred dollar device, except. If you live in the UK. You know, the interesting thing about the Shields, it, it compares favorably to something like the PS Vita, which is, you know, the same size screen, but a smaller resolution. And this, I think, has, like, more RAM, more storage. And, of course, it runs Android, so you can run a lot of other games, not just, you know, what comes out of, like, the Sony store. So uh, the Shield is, right now, especially for its price, a bit of an underrated device. So it's got a lot of potential. I like this too. It says in the Play Store as of you know whenever the article was written, Half Life Two has an average score of four point nine out of five, and Portal has a perfect five. <laughs> wow. wow, that's that's pretty good. It's hard to please uh, the internet, you know. Like you know when when you got a five, you did yeah. well. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. You did it right. Oh, let's see. Did you guys see this? Uh, Another, and we keep seeing these, like, malware authors target Android phones. Malware is only written for Android because Android is everywhere. Uh, This and that. And uh, I don't know. I thought this one was kind of interesting because it's like, how, how do you get this sort of stuff? on your phone, right? Like, you... (laughs) You had to actually download an app and then, like, run that stuff and then, and then, you know. And almost all these exploits are something you do, you know, by bypassing the security measures. So, yeah. Takes an effort to get infected on these things. Almost, right? I didn't want to say that, but it almost, like, you got to try and get your... Yeah. It, it again it comes down to the person I, I look at my kids because kids can be very very careless when it comes to that stuff all they see is shiny game app or what have you yeah. install next 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 and they're just ready to play click fatigue you know? but you have to to coach them to say hey number one let me know before you even think about installing you know and then if it asks you something stop and come to me you know, let me see what this thing is, is asking you to click on. And most consumers, you know, they're not governed like that. So they're just thinking, oh, sh- I can't get past this stupid pop-up next. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's always something stupid. Like their example here from, uh, I think we talked about it last week, that there was a kind of a version of CryptoLocker out for Android. And no one was sure if it was actually encrypting or just faking it, you know, and being like, ah, oh, we see all this crap on your phone. But, like, it, it says a malware malware tricks visitors of a porn site into thinking they're downloading a video player. If you yeah. knew anything about, like, watching porn on the Internet on your phone, you would know that you don't need to download a video player because it's embedded in the page. Like, come on. <laughs> of course. You know, like, dumb stuff like that. Here, 
watch these Hollywood movies that are still in theaters. Just download our list. And then you download it and click, and that's it. Degenerates. So stop blaming Android for that stupid CNET and everyone else that keeps doing that. (laughs) It's, like, annoying. You keep seeing it over and over and over. So... I also like this. I thought this was kind of like our headline of the week from Business Insider. It says, here's a chart that really does show Android is for poor people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, just right out there. There you go. I mean, really, it's a word about being politically correct, right? (laughs) Nah, this is Business Insider. Who cares? Well, I mean, really, it's for everyone, not just, you know, not everyone can afford a $700 smartphone, you know. It's just, or, you know, pay $200, $250, $300, you know, at a Verizon, you know, just to get a phone, you know, so. I'd be curious to see, like, what would happen if Apple ever did come out. I mean, they did come out with a low-end iPhone, kind of, but I mean, like, something to match yeah. the Moto G or cheaper even, you know, and then yeah. I would like to see what the headlines say. <laughs> yeah. Apple is pandering to poor people. Yeah. Snubs Android, or, you know, something, something stupid. Like that. Uh, but they say this chart here, it's a stark illustration of exactly where the battle lines here are drawn uh, over iOS and Android. Uh, they say that the war will also affect mobile device sales. Right now, Apple is winning this war because its mobile operating system is both popular with user and app developers. All the good apps appear on iPhones and iPads first. Is that is that still true? Uh, are we still, I mean... I think we've reached a uh, parity in large part on Android. We get a lot of the devices, you know, a lot of the software on, on these devices, you know, pr- pretty quickly, you know, pretty pretty close to when iOS gets them. Sometimes we get them first, but, I mean, you know, still a pretty big market. And here's, here's the chart here you can see if you're watching live or the video. Uh, it says the charts from Benedict Evans, an analyst at Andreessen Horowitz, a somewhat tongue-in-cheek look at how iOS and Android divide the world they live in. It's based on Facebook login data, but Facebook is, right? <laughs> okay, that's legit. Uh, but Facebook, Facebook is used so ubiquitously on mobile phones that it's a good proxy for actual users. Uh, they say, as you can see, in places like Greenwich, Connecticut, where hedge fund managers and investment bankers tend to live, Apple dominates. But India, well, that's Android territory. <laughs> Where you would need the Motorola Emergency Help app, right? Well, even in this chart, you look at the U.S., that's a little bit more than 50%, you know, is iOS, and a little more than 40% is Android. So there's a fairly even uh, split across the U.S. So I, I, I would say that's more representative of it worldwide. It's probably about half and half. Right, and the the article finishes off. It says, Evans describes this chart as unfair. You can't really compare Greenwich to India, but the larger point yeah. it makes is completely fair. In a world where devices in the OS just get cheaper and better, can Apple always be sure that selling the most expensive devices possible is a winning formula for the long run? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that was stupid. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know why. It almost looks racist too, though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, here in Silicon Valley, in the white collar corner of the world, right? And here we have Harlem. <laughs> like, okay, guys, that's that's fine. I don't get, man. Look at that. Mm. 
I love idiocy. <laughs> yeah. We enjoy it. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. Article on Android Authority. Are you familiar with Project CIDER? C-I-D-E-R. I hadn't heard about it until I saw this article, but it's interesting that using this OS, I forget what it's called, but this this program, essentially, you can run these iOS apps on your Android device. So that's actually kind of cool. It's not like emulation, per se, but it's something built in at the OS level. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And I know, I know, I guess for like when you're waiting for the Android version, you could fire this up. And like you mentioned, I mean, we emulation is just terrible. I mean, BlueStacks does it fairly decently, but it's there's nothing like just you know being on on the device that it was made for, and it, it works a lot better. Um, this was developed by computer science students from Columbia University. They say it effectively tricks iOS apps into running on Android's Linux kernel uh, just as they would on Apple's XNU kernel. So they say, yeah, uh, yeah they okay. say CIDR enhances the domestic operating system of a device with kernel managed per thread personas to mimic the application binary interface of a foreign operating system, uh, enabling it to run unmodified foreign binaries. Yeah, so that's yeah, cool. it's called an operating system compatibility layer. So that's interesting. I was not aware such a thing existed. Is that but, uh, like Windows compatibility mode where it's running it, or is that different? I See, I don't I don't understand that. That's interesting. I wonder how that would compare to something like what BlackBerry does when it runs Android apps. This is something I'm not totally familiar with, but it sounds like something similar. That actually does make sense, similar to the BlackBerry. Um, uh, okay. and, yeah, it's like an Android layer that allows you to run your it's like gingerbread or now i think it's uh, it's that uh jelly bean but yeah blackberry does something similar with this where you can run your android apps like when you're running the android apps you get at the bottom you get the actual buttons like a home and back and menu button so yeah. that's, that's interesting so and it says to achieve this researchers use several binary compatibility techniques including compile time code adaptation which allows unmodified iOS code to run on the host Android and diplomatic functions, which enable iOS apps to tap into domestic libraries to interact with the Android's device hardware and software. That is pretty cool. So it like taps into the driver system basically, and it's like, I'm just going to use this real quick. Thanks. That's still pretty damn sophisticated. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. I, I, yeah. Uh, they yeah, say. I know it's- as a work in progress, CIDR suffers from some limitations. Apps that rely on features like the phone's camera, GPS module, or Bluetooth either don't work or have limited functionality. Uh, they say further work is required to enable these features. Yeah, the interesting thing about this is since it's a research project, it's probably not going to come out. It's not going to be like an app you can download. Right, right, yeah. It's It was just kind of like though. interesting research. And they, they say that uh, the, it, there's still significant lag when running iOS apps. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's way like we wrote this research paper because we figured this <laughs> out, and that's cool. So I just wanted to mention I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, we'll yeah, put a cool. link to it in the show notes. You can check out the video. They show it kind of doing Doing its thing. Uh, let's see. It's Mike... slightly laggy, laggy, but you sort of expect that. This video is pretty good. Slightly laggy, yeah. but it, like I mean, em- any emulation is. And I, I would be curious, like, to have a side by side of like BlueStacks or the BlackBerry one and Cider yeah. once they get it more yeah. dialed in. Like we said, it's it's just research. So, 
Uh, do you guys use Microsoft Link at all? All day I don't. long. Do you really? I do not, but I used the previous, like, what the predecessor to this, I used to use Microsoft Office Communicator or Mock for the longest time, and it, it's kind of interesting to see how Link has developed because it's a lot more sophisticated than Mock was. But uh, go for it, Ant. Let, uh, I guess tell us what you've, uh, how you've been using it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, we use it every day um, at, at my office. It's a very, very stable instant messaging client. Is you know, and offering all of the same bells and whistles of file transfer and video chatting and even integrates into your um, your phone system, you know, if you have the right type of uh, board. I guess you can't call it PBX, VoIP phone, <laughs> VoIP phone system. Well, that's cool. Um, so it's like Messenger, basically, but for mm-hmm. Enterprise? Yes, yeah. it is. Okay, so now they have it for Android. Uh, yeah, I've been running it on my phone for off and on for a good couple months. Um, oh, okay. They've had it on um, – they've had version 2010 for, for a long time. Um, version 2013 is um, – the newest one out there and depending on your server setup your exchange server setup you can run it on your mobile phone and not have to be on a uh, corporate network you can use just regular wi-fi or regular oh, nice. data and still get your instant messages and, and even see um, missed phone calls and things like that because like i said it integrates with your phone too it'll track all of that stuff Nice. Pretty and this is they they released a new version of it, which is okay. Because yeah, you've been using it for quite a while in the older mm-hmm. versions. Uh, they say it requires 1.2 gig dual core or higher, and it won't run on Tegra two chipsets. Uh, yeah, well, that's kind of cool. Did is not it try it on my tablet? Is it useful on the phone, like to have on on Android if you're in this ecosystem? I think so. If you're if you're going to be holding your phone in your hand all day long, yes. I've ended yeah. up taking it off of my device because my phone, when I'm on the run working on stuff at the office, my phone yeah. is in my pocket. Right, and right. I'm really not stopping to check IMs. I'll stop briefly to check emails yeah. and then on to the next mission. You know, but, instant but messenger chatting, is supposed to be instant, you know. Yeah, it's more real time. So the, the advantage there is like, let's say if you're person X, at work, you know, at your desk, and you have to reach out to person Y who has their phone or Microsoft Link or whatever, and you have to chat real quick and get an immediate response. That's basically what you would, yeah. what you would use. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's nice for that use case. I'm just not fitting that use case on my phone. Yeah, you know, it's similar to what Hangouts is, but, you know, since it is at the enterprise level, it's got to probably have certain levels, certain standards, certain levels of security. So yeah. maybe we'll see Google come up with like a, Enterprise level hangouts, <laughs> or maybe they'll rename it or something for the enterprise. So interesting. Yeah, we we have to see, but um, yeah, you have to have all of the certificates and stuff squared away for it to work. They'll name it work because you don't want to just hang out <laughs> while you're at work, right? You want to work. They'll name it Google work. Work. <laughs> work. Google workouts. Work <laughs> <laughs> nice try. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Did you guys see uh, Gmail for Android reaching one billion downloads? That is a grip of downloads. That, that's awesome. I guess that may be the first app that's reached that mark on the Play Store. I guess I don't know. And one of the <laughs> oldest, but not necessarily the oldest, because it's only been an individual APK since when? Because it wasn't always a separate thing on the Play Store, right? You had to like. Mm-hmm. 
it was bundled and like if you had CyanogenMod, mod you would have to download like the pack that had all those google apps but then it got put in the play store so you could just grab it from there uh, but yeah still kind of cool they say next month uh, is the two-year anniversary of gmail becoming the most widely used service for email on the planet on the planet freaking love gmail if you're watching cosmos you'll know what the planet is it's earth <laughs> uh while it remains the uncontested champion the gmail app for android struck its own accomplishment last week as it became the first conventional app in the play store to reach 1 billion downloads uh, they say technically the google play services package crossed the same mark back in january but it's automatically installed on any device equipped with the play store uh, and running Android 2.2 or higher. Uh, so they say it's more fair to give Gmail, of course, uh, that honor. So, God, that's a lot. That's so many. What do you guys think about the whole new proposed look of the web Gmail? Honestly, mine doesn't change because I have that the planet's background or whatever, and that kind of mm-hmm. changes to the moon and whatever, the sun. So, yeah, mine hasn't changed. It. I mean, I got the tabs on there. I like that. Got my social, yep. got my updates, got my form. I got all that. But, yeah, as far as anything else, uh, I, I haven't seen it. You use it, Nick? I haven't seen what the new what the new uh, look is going to be. But, yeah, I, I use it. And I'm fine with it. So I did notice uh, yesterday that my Hangouts element right there inside of Gmail, it's, it's got – a different look that change yeah that's a little more cluttered than i like it i don't like mm-hmm. that it shows you the first sentence of everything because like who yeah. if i want to see that i'll open it i'd rather but it's cool whatever but i know they were trying to get a similar unified look the way the right. actual mobile apps are how everything is sort of clean um they had some leaked some leaked images out there the other day about it i don't know if y'all saw it or not Oh, huh. I I'll have to check that out. Do you like it? Is it? Cool? I haven't gotten it yet, but it's 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 gonna be fine. It's just. But I mean, from the weird. leaks, like you saw the leaks. Yeah. Do you it's like very it? Very flat, you know. Word. Very flat. Yeah. Nice and clean, not cluttered up. But I wonder what's gonna happen to my tabs because I like the tabs. Yeah, um, yeah. I definitely down with that. I don't use like the important thing, but like all the different. Promotions is the only one I don't use. That I wonder one, why. That one disappeared. I know. I, I don't want it. I'm not going to comment. <laughs> I don't want your promotions. I actually it's use that thing. Do you? Do you use it? Do you use it in Pinterest mode? <laughs> not so much. That's cool. Do you find good deals? Find like some decent stuff. Is it? There, yeah. It is useful for you, though. That's good. Mm-hmm. Maybe now then I find something decent to throw throw money away at. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. A Gmail's like I noticed your bank statement recently showed you in the positive. <laughs> May I recommend some devices? <laughs> Uh, let's see, Android 443 continuing to show up uh, here and there, indicating that the new version of KitKat should be released soon. How soon? I.O. soon or before that? Maybe before. Google doesn't seem to care when it sends out updates. I mean, it's like, okay, today's a good day. How about now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good call. 
Uh, and these these are coming from like change logs, uh, stuff like that. So who knows? But I'm I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> every like every every time, like you can kind of safe bet to say that. Oh, I bet there's gonna be an update soon. It's almost I/O, right? You have to have an updated I/O. We'll see. I mean, uh, I think I just sort of was meh on. I don't know if it was the last I.O. or the one before that, because we went from ICS to Jelly Bean, and that was, like, straight up wow. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. But where you are know. we? Like, we're good now, right? We're kind of – yeah, we're good. They've been ref- they've been just refining it. But right. Yeah. Less and less it looks noticeable with each update. So, yeah. And, of course, Android Wear. I, I kind of think I.O. is going to be focused on Wear quite a bit. Yep. And the television, maybe. Because it's been a couple IOs since we really saw anything that great TV-wise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, should be interesting either way. When is that? It's, like, coming up. June 25th. Right. Yeah. You're going to be there, aren't you? Or down in the area. I will be on the lawn if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do a show. Are you there to, on a Tuesday? Is it Our special correspondent. <laughs> on the lawn trying to get in. Aunt Pruitt. I get there that Tuesday night. Oh, where? Okay. So, for Yats then, possibly. Definitely. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, And uh, let's see, we'll wrap things up before we do app picks with this. Just a quick article about Google Glass moving to open beta, but still 1500 bucks. 1500 Still, and still the Explorer. So, just now an open beta rather than a, a... closed beta i i don't know what they're just trying to get their name out in the news again so how about you wake me up when there's a public release that's under 300 bucks yeah let me know then yeah not counting r yeah not counting r and d you know this i think we talked a little bit on the last show but i mean the the components all cost under 100 bucks for Mm -hmm. glass like for everything so a little bit less than 1500 would be would be uh desirable uh, yeah like a thousand less like 1300 less (laughs) that would be quite yeah i'd wear that so i would appreciate that google i will say this you know if they dropped it down let's say theoretically in this bizarre world where where they maybe sold it for like a hundred bucks if it was a hundred dollar item there'd be no excuse not to pick one up just like the chromecast was sort of a 35 bucks i can afford to grab one that's like a good point. If, if they put it down that cheap, that would turn it into a, in a like mm-hmm. a worldwide device. Like pretty much anyone, well, most people could get it. So I would definitely totally buy one for thirty five bucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> most definitely. You know, I think they really, really need to do a chop on it because right now people are looking at it as it's that creepy thing from Google. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. That creepy thing from Google and oh what they want fifteen hundred dollars for this thing, you know, and then you get the people that are somewhat tech savvy or even those that review it, they talk about okay, this thing is just not polished, it's nowhere near finished, and I still paid fifteen hundred dollars, and that that's continuing to spread. You know, it's yeah. not a lot of um positive connotation going on about Google yeah. Glass at this particular I mean, moment. And like we yeah, said, I mean, the the only reason it would make sense to spend that is if you're planning on developing an app that's going to give you some sort of return. Otherwise, like, why are you wasting your money? Yeah. And even with the app, let's let's just 
think you know bigger picture on that. Say you're developing an app for that. What are your limitations on it with a tiny screen on your eyeball um, that links up to your phone that is just going to be earth shaking or what have you? Or you know, think you about get this notifications and so forth on it. Yeah, whoop de damn do. But what else can you get out of it? Well, the big question is how many people actually buy Google Glass once it comes out or whatever that. price it comes out as. That's the thing. If you're a developer, yep. you have to. You're trying to invest into something you don't know what the outcome will be. So that's a big issue uh -huh. with Google Glass right now. So until we really see it out there for the masses, we're not going to understand its impact. Like when the iPhone, before the iPhone came out or even the iPod came out, no one really knew what the impact was going to be for those devices. And they could have flopped, but they didn't. Yeah. But you didn't know that in the beginning before there were apps to be made for it and before it was out in the public. So sooner or later, Google's going to have to release Glass to everyone so that more developers can actually join in and develop something for it. That's how I look at it, at least. So, yeah, good points. Uh, Nick, you you threw in the doc the uh, Chromebook two from Samsung showing up on Google Play Store. You want to mention that real quick? Yes. Yeah. So basically, uh, Samsung announced their Chromebook two about maybe two months ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. But for some reason, you know, we hadn't seen it on the Google Play Store. Well, uh, I was reading through my G Plus stream today, and I saw someone posted a, a picture of it. They saw it on the Google Play Store, specifically the Chrome section of the Google Play Store. And uh, there's an Amazon link to buy it as well. But that's kind of cool. So as of right now, you can get the 11.6-inch version of Samsung's Chromebook for like $300 plus, maybe $329 on Amazon. Uh, it'll ship in two days. It's According to Amazon, it's in stock. May require an extra one to two days to process, but it comes in black, comes in white. It's got an Exynos 5 uh, octa-core, you know, CPU at a, a 1.9 gigahertz, four gigs of RAM, and uh, it's got the 11.6-inch screen. So this is interesting. The cool thing about this particular version of the uh, Chromebook is it's fanless and it's really light. So if you want something that's pretty portable, uh, light, you know, this would be uh, a Chromebook to consider. So. Can I get and that? Chromebook and yeah. Sorry. I I have the uh, 720, no, the 710, the uh, Acer 710. So mm -hmm. this is the one that I've got, and yeah. uh, I, you know I still use it basically when I'm kicking back in bed. <laughs> mm -hmm. I uh, browse web with that. So, but if you don't have a Chromebook or you're interested in getting one, this would be something to try. I you mentioned one. it being fanless, and because I have that same one that you have, and yeah. bro, I don't know about you, but Mine gets freaking hot after a while sitting on my lap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for me, I, I have a, uh, a, I don't know what you call it, a little tray that I put it on whenever I'm I'm using it at the edge of the bed. I'll, like, watch TV and, you know, be talking yeah. away while that's going on. So, uh, but I don't personally put it on my lap. The, the advantage of this is these do not get that hot. So this, this would be a true laptop because you could fit it on, on your lap without your, yeah. you know, pants, pants catching on fire or whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it's. I'm curious to see how that thing performs. Um, personally, I think it's overkill with the octa core, but maybe that's why it doesn't need a fan. It's really. Efficient. I don't know though. We were talking mm -hmm. about Hangouts becoming a hog, and maybe yeah. you need some of this for some of this upcoming web stuff. I want an yeah. octa core for my Hangout machine. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta I mean, tell you, man, I'm burning up right now because the exhaust on my computer under the desk. Right, the it's Hangouts, yo. Hangouts is cooking. <laughs> if you want to like cook on your laptop, fire up Hangouts. 
Yeah, just to show you guys, I'm doing a. Uh, I hope yeah, I can see look it. at that. I'm doing a, a yeah. screen share of my uh, task manager, and all four cores basically are are taxed by this uh, hangout. Yeah. So, well, so yeah. Every so, week. Every speaking, week. Speaking. Sorry to keep you interrupting. No, guys. please speaking go. Specifically to the to the processor, since it's an SOC and it's ARM, it's probably not going to be quite as powerful as the Haswell Celeron that's come out. But it'll be a lot more energy efficient and and essentially, you know, less heat, so it shouldn't be you know as hot. So that's the advantage of getting this Chromebook. Even though it's an octa core, it's not it's not like a Core i5 or a Core i7, you know. So that would be the reason to get it. Is it's it's not really uh it's not super hot. Right. Cool. We'll talk more about that on Yats tomorrow, I'm sure, as uh, about the the beats acquisition rumor of Apple. I know somebody threw that in the dock, but let's, uh, let's save that for yeah, tomorrow evening. Uh, we'll do a couple app picks and, and if you got like a tip or an app pick or something you want to do uh, when we're done, definitely uh, feel free. Uh, Nick, you want to start us off? Yeah. So the, the app pick that I've got, let me, uh, let me unlock my phone here. It's a, uh, it's actually a widget and uh, it's what uh, I use on one of my screens. So I'm not sure if you can see it. But basically, uh, it's called the Transparent Clock and Weather Widget, and uh, there's multiple widget sizes, but it's a little free app that you can download uh, and put on your phone, your tablet, or whatever, or even your lock screen. So, it, you know, kind of like the HTC Clock Widget, it shows the weather on one side and, and the time on the other side. Uh, it's got multiple skins, multiple fonts, different colors. Uh, you can have it to where the background changes based on your current weather. Uh, it works with your DPS, so like if you move from location to location, it'll update based on that. And uh, you can also uh, configure it to update. It'll display things like your uh, battery level, system information, things like that. So, and uh, it's got support for a lot of different languages, not just English. So it's free on the Play Store. It's called the Transparent Clock and Weather Widget. Nice. It looks good. I like it. Uh, I got a game. It's by the Cartoon Network, so you know it's good, and it's called Globlins. Uh, it's on the. <laughs> it's it works with the play uh, games thing. So if you want to play Globlins with us, definitely. Um, but it's it's a cool like puzzle type of game where you you shrink down and go into brains, and then there's these little Globlins. You gotta tap them to pop them with water, and as they pop, they shoot uh, stuff out. And so if you hit one right, it'll kill all of them. So it's like a puzzle kind of thing. But, yeah, it's really fun. I've been playing it on the Nexus 10 today uh, a little bit, so you can check it out. It's that called Globlins. It's so fun. It's so great. So check it out on the Play Store. Uh, and you should definitely plug that photo contest thing. But be oh, yeah. besides that, if you have a pick or anything, if not, it's all good I for wish sure. I had the the link for it. Oh, um, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. But yeah, there's a photo, a smartphone photography photo going on. I believe it's by a company called LithoShare or something like that. Um, they reached out to a new domain and said, hey, let's get some participation on They have a little Facebook page up. And they want you to take shots of your of whatever you need to to focus on reflection. So you submit it there, you get votes, and the winner is going to get a $100 uh, iTunes card. I'm hoping an Android person gets it, 
and <laughs> wins the hundred bucks. But just check it out. If you follow me on Google Plus or Twitter, you'll see that I've shared the link on there because heck, I want the votes. Yeah, we'll definitely throw. How long is the contest run for? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, the last submissions have to be in by Thursday. But I mean, for voting. Um, for voting, you have until the end of the month. Oh, perfect. So yeah, we'll we'll throw a link to it in the show notes at tagandandrews.com and all of our other shows. I'm sure we'll mention it tomorrow night uh, on Yats. As will you when uh, Thursday for uh, point and shoot. That is correct, sir. Cool. Uh, you got an app pick or anything, or is that good? Uh, nope, no app pick. Perfect. I, installed, I did install a beta from Todd Moore on um, TM Saw. Oh, cool. But I haven't opened it up yet. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that next time then. Yep. Right on. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, email show at attackingtheandroids.com. Give Eric all your hate mail for why he wasn't here this evening. Uh, Please do. Definitely do. Right? Uh, we're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. All links to all that stuff are at attacktheandroids.com. So check that out and uh, give us a review. We appreciate that. And we'll, like I said, we'll see you tomorrow night for Yats and uh, Thursday for Point and Shoot. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attackoftheandroids.com.